You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. So as we know, the 4th of July in the United States is a big deal. A fun celebration of the nation's independence with parties and barbecues and fireworks and all sorts of things. But for most of the world, it's just another day. However, on July 4th in the year 2011, something did make the evening news, and no, it was not anything about what was going on in America. This time, it was in Austria. The Archduke of Austria, Otto von Habsburg, had died at the age of 98 a week earlier, and it was the day of his funeral. The funeral of the Archduke was widely televised around the world, but perhaps missed by many in the U.S. due to its timing. However, in Vienna, dignitaries and military honor guards took part in all the colorful pomp and pageantry that one would expect to be associated with such an exalted member of such a noble family. The Archduke, born into a Catholic family and who practiced the faith his whole life, was given a state funeral according to the imperial custom of Austria. And of course, there was a beautiful requiem mass at St. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna. His burial, however, was not such of theatrical proportions as was the rest of the festivities. The Archduke's body was taken to the family crypt at a small, stark, and simple church belonging to the Capuchin Franciscans. The procession stopped at the door and a royal official knocked on it. And from behind the door, a voice called out, Who is it that seeks entry? The official responded, Otto van Habsburg, and then went on to recite a long list of royal and imperial titles, to which some moments later, the voice from behind the door replied, we don't know him. There was silence. Minutes passed and the door was struck again. And in response to the question, who is it that seeks entry? The official once again gave the name and the royal title of the Archduke, but this time listed all the Archduke's personal accomplishments and all of his honors, of which there were many, not only those befitting an Archduke, but also his work for the impoverished people of Austria, and in fact, all around the world. 
Yet again, the voice replied, We don't know him. And again, silence. A third time, the door was struck, and the voice called out, Who is it that seeks entry? This time, the royal officials responded, Otto, a poor, dead sinner. The voice from behind the door said, As such, he may enter. And the door was opened. Follows along exactly from our gospel reading. I relate this story because it actually fits quite well with all of the readings that we had today. An interrogator asks Jesus, will only a few be saved? To which our Lord does not directly answer the inquisitor. Instead, Jesus replies, strive to enter through the narrow gates. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. This answer does not answer the question, as it is not about how many will be saved. But it is directly about striving to enter the kingdom and to do so on a path that is separate from any other. Jesus implies that it isn't the easy way through a wide gate that everyone else seems to be taking that will be the way to the eternal banquet. He tells us specifically that it is a path that requires effort, sacrifice, and humility, none of which we as humans like. Know what else Jesus says? Some will not be strong enough, implying that weakness of will and succumbing to the temptations of this world will not get us through that narrow gate. In other words, not everyone is going to make it to heaven. Despite what many people want to believe in today's relativist world, where we can rationalize away our sins. Nor is it a statement that some of what some religions teach, that once saved, always saved mantra doesn't apply to the gospel. What Jesus' answer is really about is how to enter into salvation and how urgent it is to strive now before the door is closed, just as what the master does in the parable. Those outside will lose their place at the heavenly table, Jesus warns, refusing to accept his narrow way, those outside will render themselves unknown. 
to the Father. Jesus is that narrow gate, the only way of salvation, the path by which all of us must travel to enter the kingdom of the Father. In Jesus, God has come as he promises in this week's first reading to gather nations of every language to reveal them to his glory. It is in him that Isaiah's vision will be fulfilled, that on the holy mountain he will be lifted up and he will draw to himself people from among all the nations to worship in the heavenly Jerusalem and to glorify him for his kindness as we sang in our psalm today. The narrow gate is not the popular gate, but it is, in fact, the only one that leads to God. Many will choose the wide gate, the easy way that everyone seems to be moving towards in our world today. It is the path that does not require investment in God and in his teachings. That wide path is one of pride, greed, selfishness, and lust. These are the people who justify their immorality with the everyone is doing it mentality, or that what they are doing doesn't hurt anyone. It is the way of the master of lies. It all looks so good, so easy, and pleasing to the self. But God wants us to walk that narrow and purifying road. Our trials in this life are just that, opportunities for purification and building strength to resist evil by wrestling with temptation and loading up the cross on our shoulders, whatever that cross may be, and however many times we may have to do it. It's the way of modesty, generosity, selflessness, and true love. Through God's gift of grace, through the sacraments of baptism, confession, holy communion, confirmation, and matrimony. We can get the grace, the spiritual food, the strength, and the bonding that is necessary to make that long walk to the narrow gate. And when we get there, we know that all the baggage of our lives must be left outside and enter as we truly are, poor sinners in need of God's mercy. Recall the Archduke's funeral. All the titles and the works did not get him through the door of the church 
It was his humility, his acknowledgement of his sinfulness that opened the door to his heavenly reward. So let us come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, to recline at the table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.